Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Watermark OC Church Sunday Message. Watermark is a generational community that is crazy passionate about starting a conversation about God, your relationships, and authentic love. If you're interested in getting more information, please click the link in the show notes for next steps. Thanks again for listening. It's our hope and prayer that this message would transform your life. Amen. Hey, thanks, Ben. Appreciate you. And uh, so fun to be here with you guys this morning. I'm Pastor Bucky, and uh, welcome, especially if you're here for the first time. We're excited that you came to join us here, and hope you're having a great weekend. I mean, uh, it's kind of cool. We got some sunshine in California. That's, you know, like, we got sunshine in California. Well, it's a little bit unique lately, right, with all the rain to, to have the sun. Are you guys excited about that? It's been an awesome, awesome weekend, and we've been having an awesome time in this series called Worthy. We're, we're preparing our hearts, just like Ben talked about the Lenten service, but every week we're preparing our hearts as we move through the Gospel of Luke, we encounter the person of Jesus and what he came to bring and do for us, what he came to do in and through us as we move towards this epic event of Easter, the death and resurrection of our Savior and Lord. And so we're preparing our hearts. What does it mean to live a worthy life, a life of response? an offering back to God, a life of worship, a life of thanksgiving, a life of joy because of all that he's done for us. How do we give God our best? How do we give him our best? He wants to bless us and show us what a worthy like life is all about. I, I had an amazing weekend because it was not only good weather, but I got to spend some time with an incredible group of men these guys right here with those paddles, those are the elders of your church, and uh, they're amazing guys, and I consider myself unworthy to stand with these guys many times. I get paid for what I do. These guys show up and do it all for their love of Jesus, and we gather together to pray for you guys, to ask God to give us wisdom, to ask God give us courage that we might be a worthy leadership community that we could lead this church well. And it was just awesome to be with these guys because the sun was out, because Ben made us go on a paddleboard adventure. I thought it was just going to be prayer and Bible. Ben said, no, we got to get out in the water. And I'm so thankful the sun was out. I'm so thankful I didn't fall into the water because it was really, really cold. But we had a great time praying and thinking about you, about the future of our church, being uh, celebrating what God has done over the last year and anticipating what he's going to do. And you came in and you got the verse that God has laid upon our hearts for 2019 to pray over you, to ask you to pray with us. This comes from Ephesians chapter 3. Hopefully you got one of these. When you came in, if you didn't, you can grab one, you take it out, you can put it in your Bible, you can put it in your house somewhere and, or at your office. And when you think about us, pray this verse as we anticipate the God of immeasurably more. That's kind of the verse, that's kind of the heart and the spirit we want to pray, the spirit of anticipation as, as God floods us with his Holy Spirit, as God dwells through Christ in our hearts by faith, as we are able to grasp how wide and deep and long the love of God is. That's the prayer before this verse. It says, God will use us and fill us to do immeasurably more. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is working within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And we worship this God of immeasurably more. 
And that's why we're excited about the future and anticipate amazing things. In your marriages, we want God to do immeasurably more. In your families, we want God to do immeasurably more as you parent and love your children. At your workplace, we want God to do immeasurably more as you take his love and his mercy and his goodness and build your life your work life upon him, in your neighborhoods, in our communities, as the churches partner together, Grace Church and and the Crossing Church and the churches of Costa Mesa partner together, we believe that God's going to do immeasurably more. And that excites us. And we invite you to pray that with us and and pray for these men, these elders that are the spiritual covering of our church for, for God to work in their prayer life their relationship to the Father, that they would grow deeper and more intimately in love with him, that we might pour out his blessings and be spiritual fathers for the church. Thank you for doing that for us because we, 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 we hold this weight, right? And we go, oh my gosh, we feel so unworthy. And that's why I love this series. Ben kicked it off last week and in Luke chapter 5, when, when Peter was called to follow Jesus for the first time, he felt so unworthy. Do you guys ever feel unworthy when you read the Bible? Go, I just, I can't live up to that. I just, I'm not worthy of, of that calling. I'm not worthy to speak about you, God. I'm not worthy to, to do the things you asked me to do. I love the Bible because it's about real people who struggle just like you and I and Peter when he met Jesus and encountered him and this incredible miracle. Ben did a great job talking about this. Uh, go back on the podcast if you didn't hear this encounter as we started uh, uh, this series in Luke chapter 5, but Jesus does this miracle in Peter's boat. Peter's a fisherman. And Jesus steps into his boat and they go fishing together and Peter hasn't caught anything and all of a sudden this miraculous catch of fish and Peter gets who Jesus is. He's not just a rabbi, he's the Lord. And he just encounters the awesome, immeasurably more person of God with skin on in Jesus Christ and he falls down and says, don't, you wanna, don't hang out with me, Lord. I'm an unworthy guy and I love how Jesus answers him. I love how he answers him because Jesus looks at him and says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. Peter pulled up his boat, dropped his nets, and he followed him. You see, God knows everything about us. He knows that we are not worthy. He knows that we're frail and fragile. He knows that we're broken, and yet he comes because of the overwhelming, everlasting love of God that we just talked about. He comes after us. He gives his life, his own body and blood, so that we might be worthy because of his grace in our life. And because of that, we don't have to earn a worthy life. We don't have to pretend that we have a worthy life. We have a worthy life in Jesus Christ. He makes us worthy. He forgives us. God adopts us through his own son and he sees us as holy and blameless in his sight. Your heavenly father sees you as worthy because of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. You're his beloved one. And because of that, he calls us now to live a beautiful, worthy life. And that's the life of Peter. Read the Gospel of Luke. That's the life of a disciple. We're learning how to work that out and live that worthy life so that he has honor and glory in all creation. And that's what this series is all about. And today we want to take another step. Well, how do we do that? How did Peter learn to live a worthy life? How do we learn how to live that worthy life that we feel we're so unacceptable for many times? 
And as we move forward in the Gospel of Luke, we're going to be in Luke chapter 6, where Jesus gives this famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. He taught like nobody ever taught. He taught with authority, and people heard his words, and they were words of life. And Jesus says, if you want to live a worthy life, you will learn to build your life on my word. Jesus offers us a well-built, worthy life. It's not just the fact that he died for us and he saved us and he's given us this incredible forgiveness and relationship with the Father. Now he wants to teach us how to build our lives on the Father's very words spoken through the Son. Look at this beautiful metaphor. Jesus says, I came to offer you a worthy life. And he speaks and he says, this is what it looks like. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice hears my words and builds his life upon them, puts them into his everyday life. Doesn't just listen to them in the church, doesn't just hear podcasts and sermons, but actually steps out and stands upon them, actually builds his life upon them. This is what you're going to be like. You're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid a foundation on rock. When the flood came and the torrent struck, this house could not be shaken because it was well built because it was built on his word but the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house on a ground without foundation on just sand on just dirt right the moment the torrent struck that house it collapsed and its destruction was complete Jesus is offering us the path to a worthy life. And he says, if you want to build a life that lasts, if you want a a marriage foundation that will stand the test of time, if you want to build an honoring relationship with your children that's a relationship of blessing, if if you want to have a work life that is full of integrity and purpose and honor, if you want people to look at you and say, that man is a man of God and have that legacy left behind you, or that woman is a woman of God and she walks, she walks with integrity and honor and beauty. Jesus says that you will build your life according to my word. It will be the foundation of what you do. Jesus says that is the way by hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God regularly, not just on the weekends, but on a daily basis, opening my word and renewing your mind with the word of God. Resetting your, your mind every day as you wake up in the morning, coming to God and asking him for, to renew your mind, to show you what a worthy life looks like, and responding to that by surrendering and worshiping every day by faith. As you do that, as you obey that word, as you build it into your life and your relationships, you will stand on an unshakable foundation because your life will be built on something that's eternal. The very words of God something that is unshakable, the promises of God that can never be broken, a very, something that is transformation. It will change you from the inside out and allow you to live the life that you were created to live, the word of God. It is the foundation for a worthy life. You know, the world is going to offer you all kinds of building materials every day, right? Here, here, build your life on money, If you build your life on money, you will be strong and powerful in Orange County. Just get a good bank account. 
Just get a secure financial thing and you will be worthy and you will live this amazing life. Build your life upon people's opinions of you. If you have the right Facebook image, people say the right things about you. If your reputation is good, you will stand life and you'll have a worthy life. Build your life on your success. If you accomplish things and you build things and you do things and people see your accomplishments, you'll have a worthy life. Not, not, not terrible advice all the time. Nothing wrong with money. Nothing wrong with achievements. Nothing wrong with success. And yet, those things can never give you an eternal foundation. Earthly things can never give you an eternal foundation. They are gifts from God. But they are not the foundation of God. Your foundation is a relationship with the eternal, everlasting God. And as those things come and go, money comes and go, success comes and go, your strength comes and goes, your foundation will last because it's built on the eternal word of God, your relationship with him that is a solid rock. Just recently, we saw an icon in the sports community, a man who's built an incredible brand and an image, a huge man of success, and his life is in shambles. He had all the money, all the reputation, all the success. His life is in shambles because underneath all of that was no foundation. No foundation in the eternal word of God. And we see that over and over again in the church. We see pastors fall all the time. Sexuality, absconding funds, their lives are devastation because they've walked away from the foundation of the word of God. We see business leaders, we see families, we see it happen all the time because they're not built on the foundation of the word of God. And when the storms come, it falls apart because they're not built upon the word of God. Jesus is not saying this to shame us, to condemn us, but to offer us the life that we're looking for, a life that lasts, that's built on the foundation of the word of God. There's a guy in my life, he's a good friend, And man, he's going through lots of storms. He's been in and out of the hospital. His work life has been really, really challenged because he's been in the hospital and he's had surgeries and he's trying to come back and he's going back. He's dealing with all these struggles and difficulty and sickness and I had a chance to visit him at the bedside because he's in the hospital facing another surgery. And what, what he's learning from this is that the life that keeps him stable in the storms of life is not the life of his work life. His identity is not built on his work. His identity is not built on his financial future because that's shaky because he's not able to work right now. It's not built on his reputation. It's built on the word of God. As he sits in that bed, we got a chance to share. And I gave him this foundational verse that has been so powerful for me a chapter in the scriptures. And I, I pray that it's in your life as well. Romans chapter 8. A foundational chapter to build your life on the word of God, especially when the storms of life come. I've got these verses underlined in my Bible because I go back to them when the storms hit over and over again. I sometimes go to friends and I can grab them because they're foundational truths that I've drilled my life upon. One of them he's been challenged with as a man who's lost his job. What does a man feel? Condemnation. I'm not enough. I'm not providing uh, what's going to have fear? And we got to anchor him again. Hey, Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That voice of condemnation is not your father's voice. That voice of condemnation is not coming from above. 
Your father didn't give you condemnation through his son. He gave you a spirit of adoption. It says in Romans that you are his beloved child and he's put his spirit inside of you and you can cry out, Abba, Papa, Father, as you lie in this bed and you can't do anything, realize that your father loves you, not for what you do, because of who you are in him. You are worthy. Rest in that. Meditate upon that. Let that be the foundation. In this storm of life, there is no condemnation. You are Abba's beloved child. And because of that, Romans 8, 28, another anchor verse. God uses everything for good. This storm isn't good. This disease is not good. That God, your God, your father did not create that. We live in a fallen and a broken world. But because of his son, Jesus, now he can work this for good in your life. Look at the things he's showing you in his word, the things that last. Look at your faith, how much stronger it's getting because in the suffering, he's refining you and he's making you strong. He's making that foundation secure. God is going to work this for good as he brings you to glory. And finally, Romans 8, 38, because I am convinced that there's nothing can separate you from the Father's love. This is an anchor passage. This is foundational for the storm. Do you have foundational passages in your life? Do you have things you can go back to and remind yourself when the storms hit? Do you have people that are a community that's praying for you so you know you're built, your life is built on the foundation of God? This is what Jesus is offering. He's saying, build your life on me and on the word of God because it is the promise of immeasurably more. As you build your life upon you, as you build, build your marriage upon him, as you build your family and your future upon you, God's word does immeasurably more in and through your life. This is what Paul said to Timothy. All scripture is God-breathed, theophanoustos, from the very breath of God. All spirit is God-breathed that is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the servant of God the one who is falling and wanting to live a worthy life may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, for the life that is worthy. As you take that word and you, you abide in it and you remain in it and you trust it and you build your life on it, it becomes an anchor that holds you fast in the storms of life, this anchor for your soul, this anchor for you to hold on to. It becomes also an engine to propel you forward do you want a vision for your life? Do you want a purpose that goes beyond just earthly stuff? Do you want to make an eternal difference? As you feed upon the word of God, it will feed your soul and give you a vision for the things that last. It will satisfy you eternally. The world can never do that. Worldly visions can never satisfy your soul like the word of God that will give you a vision that will last forever. It is a compass to find your way when you're looking for direction, right? As you're praying, God, what do I do? How do I deal with this marriage struggle? What do I do as I pray for my wayward child that's walked away? How do I deal with this financial crisis and situation? You know, what's it look like to, 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 to deal with my neighbor who's cranky and angry? How do you want me to deal with this? The answers are found primarily in the Word of God. God's Word is a, is a, is a compass it always shows you the way through. It gives you a path. It gives you a true north as you try to manage the decisions of daily life. Do you have this compass? 
God didn't give us Siri. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Why are you asking Siri how to fix your marriage? Why are you asking Siri how to invest your money? Why are you asking Siri for direction in your life? Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit? The Word of God is right here and He will direct you. He will show you the path of life. God didn't give you Siri. He gave you the Spirit right inside of you to direct the course of your life. Well, what does that look like? It looks like the opportunity when the storms come for you to step out and stand on the Word of God. You know, storms are actually a gift. Storms are actually an opportunity for you to build your life on something that's eternal and everlasting. You see, Jesus didn't just preach good sermons to his disciples. He asked them to step out in the storms of life. He discipled them through the storms of life. You know, Peter one time and his disciples, Jesus says, I'm going to send you out in the boat. I'm going to stay on this mountain and pray for you. And Jesus knew they were heading into a storm, right? He knew they were heading into a storm. He was praying for them because he knew this storm was an opportunity A crisis in your marriage is an opportunity for you to change patterns and step on the word of God. A difficulty with your child, a storm is an opportunity for you to build your life on the word of God. A financial crisis, all these things are opportunities to step out of worldly wisdom and false securities and ideologies that we built our life on that won't stand and we get a chance to step off of that and stand on the word of God. His word promises of majorly more. But if you want to live a worthy life, you have to be able to step out on the word of God. Now there's those guys on the shore right there. They look pretty fancy and pretty cool. We got our our paddles, you know. There's a lot of people that go to church and they have their paddles and they're standing by the water and they go, wow, isn't this great? This is wonderful. But you know what? It's wonderful to stand with your buddies in church, but if you want to get on the water, if you want to live a worthy life, you're going to have to step out. If you want to go out in the water, as Ben Appley told us, you're going to have to step on those boards. You're going to have to step on that shoreline. You're going to have to step on that board, you know, and it's a little bit shaky when you step on that board, and you're a little bit wobbly, but you've got to learn how to balance on that board, and you've got to learn how to paddle. If you want to go out in the water, you're going to, you just can't stand there and talk about it. You just can't tell each other how wonderful it is. You've got to step out on the board. And Jesus says to his disciples, if you want to live a worthy life in the storm, you've got to step out on my word. And that's what he trained Peter with. That's what he trains us in. When we go through the storms, he offers us an opportunity that we'd step on his word. And he forms our character and our strength as we walk with him on the water above the storm. You see, there's this huge storm, and Jesus is praying, and you know the story. Jesus comes walking on the water, right? In the middle of that storm, they think you're going to die. They've been struggling all night long, paddling all night long for hours, and they're exhausted. Why are they exhausted? Because when you come to the end of yourself, that's where God begins, if, if, if you could paddle yourself out of the storm, you're going you're gonna to hold on to the paddle and you're going to say, look at me, I saved myself out of this storm. Look at how strong I paddle, look at how I make it. But when you can't paddle anymore and you're completely exhausted, guess what? Then the opportunity for you to put your life on the word of God begins. They're exhausted, they're overwhelmed, and Jesus comes to them and what does he say? Take courage in his eye, do not be afraid in the storm of life. And I love Peter. 
He's been prepared. Jesus has been praying for, for him. And Peter says, Lord, if it is you, if that's really you out there, tell me to come to you on the, on the water. Discernment, right? Lord, what are you asking me to do in this marriage storm? What are you asking me to do in this financial crisis? What are you asking me to do in this challenge with addiction with my family member? Lord, if it is you, if this is your word for me, then confirm it. Tell me to come out. I want to build my life on your word. Confirm it through the spirit. Confirm it through the counsel. Confirm it through circumstances. Confirm that I'm supposed to step out in the word of God. Peter says, I don't want to be any other place but on your word. Because this boat doesn't work anymore. Is the boat that you're in not working anymore? You know, this boat of addiction, I just keep trying to, to get myself out in this boat of addiction, but you know, it doesn't work. I keep doing the same thing over and over again, and it produces the same results. I'm still addicted. This boat of anger, I think it's going to get me to the, to the right shore, but it is such a storm. This boat of anger is abusing my family. I'm ready to step out of this anger boat and get into a different life. I'm ready to step on your word. Is the boat that you're in, trying to build your life on money, power, or success, or the things of this world, is it not working? The opportunity is for you to now step out on the word of God. That is the opportunity of a storm. Is God offering you that opportunity today? Are things not working in your marriage and it's time to step out? Are things not working in your life? It's time to step out? Ask the Lord and pray. Seek counsel. He will show you how to walk on his word. Peter waits on the Lord and the Lord says, come. And Peter steps out of the boat. He's not stepping out on his own. What is he stepping out on? Just like I stepped on that board, what is he stepping out on? The word of God. Jesus said, you come to me in the storm. He steps out on the word of God. We're not alone in the storm. We don't step out our own strength. We step out on the promise and the word of God. And that promise holds. As Peter walks towards Jesus, even though he's shaky, even though there's fear, even though he sinks down and gets a little wet and he reaches out, Jesus grabs him and directs him in the path of life. That's the promise of God. It's not a perfect walk. I don't walk, a worthy walk is not a perfect walk. But it's powerful because people see you even in the struggles, God pulls you out of the storm. Even in the difficulties, God, people see God moving you forward, rescuing you, growing you in the storm of life. That is the walk with Jesus. It's learning to walk upon his word. If you stay in the boat... You're never going to be on the water. You're never going to walk above the challenges of the storms. You're going to be in this comfortable, secure place, and yet it's not going to hold. It's not going to bring you to a worthy life. Jesus is going to offer you a life of courage and faith as you walk in the storms of life. And as Peter did that, and he sinked and he cried out, immediately Jesus reached out and called him up. You of little faith, see? What is the storm? It's to build our faith, Right? I mean, what do you want? A life worth of great money? A life of great success? A life of great power in your own humanity and little faith? Or would you rather trade that stuff for a life of great faith? A life that is worthy? A life that does amazing things for God? That is the choice he offers all of us. 
that we could step out on his word just like Peter, unworthy people, and because of the word of God in unworthy humans, he does incredible things. He changes family systems. He redirects the path of life. And as Peter walks back to the boat, what happens? The disciples see his faith and they worship God. See, when you step out on the word of God, when you walk in a storm and the Lord sustains you and fills you and pings you through, your whole family gets to see God. Your whole friends get to see God. The people that you want to minister, they get to see God in your life because you're walking on his word and they see his glory in you. And so everybody in that boat bends a knee and worships God. That is the worthy life, to point people to God by the way you walk in the storms on God's word. This is how God changes lives. As we end our time today together, what's God calling you to? How is God calling you out of the boat of your life, your securities, your man-made securities, right? What are the things that you hold on to for significance and success and your identity that are not built upon God? God is calling you out to build your life upon his word. And as you do that, he will change people. He will do amazing things. That's the God of immeasurably more. That's his promise in our life. Today, we're going to take communion as a response. We're going to come and we're going to celebrate the body and blood that was given so that we could walk through the storms of life and live a worthy life. A life that's eternal, a life that's resurrected, a life with God for eternity because of Jesus Christ, a life that could make a difference today. How is God calling you out? He's made you worthy by his body and blood. We celebrate that. What is it that you want to respond to and say, God, help me to step out. I'm afraid. I need your courage to step out. I'm scared. I'm fearful. My, my wife... I love her so much. She has walked an amazing life. When I met her at 16 years old, she was in a storm of abandonment. Her earthly father abandoned her at four years old. She was in a storm of abuse. Her earthly father abused the family system because he was an alcoholic. She was in a huge storm. And our first date was at church. We went to a church and we worshiped God, and that was the first date, and we decided to walk with Jesus. At 16 years old, she decided to walk with Jesus with me. Facing those storms of her family, and yet choosing to build her life on the word of God, her family did not understand us. They thought we were in a cult. They thought we were the religious wackos. What are these young kids? They don't know anything. Her older brother, older sister, her, her mom sort of cackled us and made fun of these young kids that didn't know what they were doing, Right? They cackled us. They made, sometimes they were cruel. Sometimes it was hard on Kathleen to walk with God, the only one in her family. From 16 years old to 34 years old, those years of marriage and walking through the storms, every one of her siblings, not just her mom, all went through divorce. Her, her, her brother went through divorce and crashed and burned. Her sister went through divorce and crashed and burned. Her mom remarried and went through divorce again. The whole family crushed under the broken the brokenness of addiction and anger, and they couldn't get out. And Jesus and Kathleen was walking above the storm, the only one in her family to have a marriage that's lasted because she built her life on the word of God. She built her life on the Father's love. 
We learn how to forgive each other. We learn how to have conflict without hatred. We learn how to build our marriage on the word of God. We learn how to pray for each other. We learn how to worship together. God has built us on the word of God. All our children have come to Christ. God has done an amazing thing. And it's not because of my worthiness. It's not because of my worthiness. I'm not worthy at all. It's because of the word of God. And because when Jesus called us out as frail and fragile, we stepped on the word of God. That is the promise of God. That's what he offers you in your life. In your relationships, and your family, that he can take you above the storms of family of origin, brokenness, and terrible stuff, and he can rebuild your life on the word of God, on faithfulness and hopefulness and love. And that is why he's a God of immeasurably more. Where is he calling you to worship? Where is he calling you to trust? Where is he calling you to build your life on the word of God this morning? Let me pray for you as the band comes up. As we close in worship and communion here, let me pray over you. Father, thank you so much. There are people here that are going through storms. Physical storms, cancer, or struggles. Financial storms, doubts about their future. Diseases, struggles, marriage conflict storms, Father. Parenting storms, they have wayward children that have walked away and they don't know what to do. Oh, Lord, would you help them in this storm? to step out on your word that you are a promise-giving, promise-keeping God, that you are a, a loving Father who is with us in the storms of life, that Jesus, that you can heal and restore and you can build a worthy life. Father, would you heal our wounds at this table? Would you take care of our fears? Would you take away the baggage that keeps us from walking with you in the storms of life? Would you renew us in your hope of who you are and help us to walk and live a worthy life. You are our cornerstone and we worship you. We give you our life now and we want to build it upon your word. And so we do this and we thank you for your body and blood. In Jesus' name, amen. At a time of worship, just remain connected to the Lord. We have four tables. Just take a little uh, bread, dip it in the cup and remember and celebrate that you are worthy in Jesus Christ and ask your Father to be with you in the storm of life and to help you build your life upon the foundation of his word. Let's end in worship here. We hope that this message has challenged and encouraged you. If you need prayer, would like to join a small group community, or are interested in partnering with our work throughout Costa Mesa and Orange County, please go to watermarkoc.com. We would love to start a conversation.